Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Where do we go with this notebook now? Uh, I haven't gotten to do kind of a post-mortem on being a basketball No, you hadn't. Because I wasn't here yesterday. It's kind of interesting. It'll be kind of uh, an omega to the alpha because yeah. because Rodney will be along for the news conference at the top of the hour. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, my post-game column, it was part, part analysis from the Miami game, part kind of big picture sure and the, the analysis from the miami game part was and i you know we got some good stuff on the podium uh brock cunningham mm-hmm. uh timmy allen marcus carr were made available and, and then you get you know the open locker room access I, I just thought i got you know just really good kind of raw stuff from both jabari rice and tyrese hunter and both of them talked about kind of the same thing and that's really what took me down the path you know you think you could start with an idea and then you get a couple of answers that are intriguing you think okay maybe i need to look deeper this. both of them pointed to kind of that eight-minute stretch where they go up by 13, and then in about eight minutes and three seconds, I think was the exact time, then you're down by one. Yep. And both of them said, look, we said, there's basically there's no excuses. Like, you can point to the officiating, you can point to a number of different things. They said, we were up by 13, and then we got down by one because we didn't make shots and we didn't get stops. Mm-hmm. That's basically what it boiled down to. And, you know, both of those guys uh, talked about the fact that uh, – just in the sense of not being able to make shots. Like I said, when, when you're not making shots, uh, you know, Jabari said he felt like Miami was just doing a much better job of denying he and Marcus Carr the ball. Uh, and you know, Tyrese, I thought, had the best point in that. Because I, I asked him about not getting – I talked to Jabari first and then Tyrese. And then in talking to Tyrese, when he, I was, we were talking about not making shots, he said, he said, but you, even if you look at other games we played, he said when we weren't making shots, we still were able to go down and get some stops. Sure. And they just didn't do that. And, and you know, I I don't – I, I want to make sure. You know, I know people can talk about, well, you blew a lead. And people use the, the choke term or whatever. I don't think that's giving credit to Miami. That's a really, really talented Miami team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we it, saw it firsthand, but you, you and I both sitting courtside and watched what they did to the number one seed, Houston, on Friday well, night. And, we, and I think it's, it's a frame of reference for us because, you know, with watching college basketball in this part of the country, we all know how good Houston is. Mm-hmm. And after about what, Craig, probably about the 10-minute mark of the first half, that was all Miami yep. in that game. And it wasn't like a fluke. They were making shots. And, you know, credit Wuga Poplar for keeping them in that game. Uh, He's I, my buddy now. Yeah, yeah. By the way, you still you still okay? You good? I'm still okay. Everything was, dried out. I was really worried that you hit the back of your head when you fell. I, I did go, you know, feet askew up in the mm-hmm. air. I did I did go flying, and you were right there to witness it. Thanks to Cedric Golden and the Austin American Same thing. He, he kind of helped me up, and I was – Trying to keep up. By the way, somebody on the Specs text line yesterday, and then somebody else had tweeted, "Do we have audio of it?" Do you have no? I'm no. happy to say no. Because I, that actually, was, if you listen to the that was the most amazing part was Craig on his back looking up at the ceiling. Never stopped calling the game <laughs> because fortunately it was at a stoppage <laughs> since it went out of bounds, and then, and then you saw Never. Marcus Carr laughing, come over and fist yeah. bump me afterwards. Yeah. Uh, that, it was. Yeah, it was. That uh, was right before Teddy Allen was inbounding the ball right in front of us, and there was a paper sitting in front of Cedric Golden. And Timmy, with the veteran move, grabs the. It's literally, it's like a, the first half box score. Wipes, he had a cut on his shoulder, wipes the blood off, and then the savvy veteran move just kind of pulls his jersey over the, uh-huh. the cut so the official can't see it. He, he, he did do that, and then, like I said yesterday, I compared it to when somebody said, What did it sound like? I said, It sounded like that Eddie Murphy uh, uh, routine uh, there when, when, uh, when his. Aunt falls down the <laughs> my shoe. <laughs> it was it was that kind of thing while trying to stay on the air. But I, I was fine. I was fine. That's, but but you were bringing up Wuga Poplar. Yeah, he uh, he kept them in that game. Yep. I mean, 
Jordan Miller literally had to be perfect yeah. in that game for Miami to win. And kept him in the game long enough. Isaiah Wong, I thought Marcus Carr did a phenomenal job on him defensively in the first half. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Wong didn't have but maybe four or five good minutes in that game. They were just the four or five minutes that counted. No doubt. And so you give Miami credit, great season by Texas. But, you know, just like the, the deal in December didn't define this team, I don't, I don't think that eight minutes – defines what this team did i mean they were in they were in every single game they played uh you know they won the most conference games this program has won since the big 12 went to that 10 team format they won the conference tournament championship they were up they were in the race for the conference regular season elite going into the last week of the season so and then you talk about their tournament success it's the first time they've been to the second weekend since since 2008 so you, you start tying all that stuff together it's a great year. It's a phenomenal year. It's a memorable year. But, you know, what that eight minutes boils down to is, unfortunately for everybody, we'll never know how close this team would have gotten to cutting down the nets in Houston if not right. for that eight-minute stretch. So you, get, you can get over to Horns 24-7 and read my column on that. But the, the other thing, Craig, and I've, I've pointed this out. I think I've, I've said this on this show multiple times. I know I've written about it on the site and I've mentioned it on our message board. I, I've been – covering teams like on a daily basis at this place the fall of 2012 was my first year as a beat writer i don't know that i've had that i've enjoyed being around a team more than i enjoyed being around this basketball great point uh just a good and i think part of that is you've got guys that have been in college for a minute so you're dealing with you know 21 22 in the case of brock cunningham 30 year olds uh, you know, you're dealing with guys that have had real, real life experiences at this point, and I think it, it puts those guys in a different mind frame, gives them a different perspective, and I think a lot of that's even rubbed. Even when you talk to, you know, a, a Dylan Mitchell, you talk to the younger guys on this team. I think being around the older guys has kind of given everything they've been through this season has given those guys a, a different perspective. I mean, Arterio Morris is, is not mm-hmm. the same guy right now that he was when he got to campus. And Dylan Mitchell had one of his better games since yeah. being on campus in the second round game. Both of those guys, it, it, both of those guys on Sunday you know, mm-hmm. gave this team – I mean, I'll credit Dylan Mitchell for this. Does he have a long way to go? Yeah, but he, he battled his tail off yeah. and I think did that a couple of times in the postseason. The first-round game against Colgate, I thought, really battled mm-hmm. his tail off. Arterio Morris gave you two huge three-pointers yep. in the first half to help you build that lead. But it's, it's, a, it's a mature team. It's a, it's a, you know, a thoughtful team. Uh, you know, just a, Again, just a really good group of dudes to be around. A group of people – and I, I don't say this, you know, you know any kind of you – know, facetiously or anything like that it's a group of guys that these are the kind of guys that you would want in your community these are the kind of guys you would go want to go to work in an office with every day the kind of people that you would want to you know having a, a small group at church or anything like that just a, a good and, and i think for this fan base you should be as proud of that as you are the on-court accomplishments. It's, it's that good of a group of guys. Well, and you were sitting in the, in the news conference. There was Rodney Terry when before he got choked up and stuff. He said, these are guys I'm going to be at their weddings. Yeah. These are the guys I'm going to be in touch with them right after they have their, their first children because of the bonds. That, that, that might have been the one word I heard the guys use more than anything else other than maybe together. But other than that – Bonds, the bonds that they that they put together, I thought was very important. Yeah, and you what? It's really it's been neat to and, and to hear guys talk about you know the friendships that they form. Like it was funny. I I think it was after the uh, or before the Penn State game in Des Moines. 
you know, Timmy was, Timmy Allen was talking about, he's like, look, I'll be honest. He's like, and I've told him this, so it's not nothing I haven't told him. He said, when I first got here, he said, I did not like Brock Cunningham. He said, I couldn't stand Brock. And now they've become (laughs) really, really good friends. Uh, You know, Tyrese and Jabari, when both of those guys got here at the same time, that was very much a competitive relationship. And now, they they go out to eat together. They're all over town together. They're, they're they become really good friends. So again, it, it's it's stuff that's and I even mentioned this. It, the 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 way fans remember this team is going to be a lot like the interpersonal relationships these guys have. Where long after everybody that's a part of this team, you know, hangs up their jersey and sneakers and is done with basketball, th- this thing is going to last long, long, long after that. No doubt about it. All right, that's our longer notebook for this hour. Of course, we're here for the press conference with. Uh, for Rodney Terry being introduced uh, officially as the head basketball coach of the University of Texas. Uh, coming up, we will have Inconceivable. We'll get to that when we continue with Light the Tower here on the Horn, 104.9, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. <laughs> 